Yo, 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 welcome to Crate 808, and today we bring you our first Hidden Gem album review for the Patreon. So it's a nice little clip for you to see what's going on over there. The patrons all voted over the last month to see which album they wanted us from the 90s to dig out, dust off, and dive in. And we went with Master Ace Incorporated's Slaughterhouse 1993, absolute cult classic. One of my favourites was Bumped 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 back on the mini disc days so yes we went into it with my man ray ridge and yeah hope you enjoy this if you do patreon.com slash crate 808 get in there sub to us help support the show we'd love it if you can join to part of the community we have live shows every month uh, we've got extra episodes people who sub as well up to two new episodes every month so yeah check that out and here's a little taster of what you could get boom <laughs> Remember the context of this album. And people who haven't heard this album, obviously we do these gem reviews, but more than anything, we want you to go visit the album and tell us what you think about it, even if you've heard it before. But the context, we've always got to remember in the 90s, it was so different to where we're at now. Um, well, I mean, we'll, think- we'll, get, we'll get into it, but it's in a lot of ways it's not different, which is the kind of the tragedy of, not of the album, because it's the where we are now. Anyway. True. No, no, you're right. In relation to the experience of the black man in America kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's absolutely true. But if you think about it as a hip-hop culture, industry politics, on top of that, um, just Sonics, just what Sonics are doing, and the fact that on this album, he is angry, yes, 1993, he's he's coming off of um, this post-chronic swamp mess of hip-hop that at first... When I was a kid, I well, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. But I'm so glad as I matured and got older, there was other people out there just giving you another dimension into the experience of what it's like to be in hip hop in 1993. We're sick of G Funk. We're sick of these. It, it, no, no, no. Not G Funk as in the sounds, but the limited, blinkered, stereotypical, cliche way G Funk was becoming. On the chronic, on doggy style, there's social commentary. There's uh, rage. There's literally lady of rage. There's mm. there's so many other things to go with the stereotype, right? But the stereotype becomes crystallized over this time in '93. Master Ace Incorporated. I can see why they were fucked off about it. And the context is that this album is a severe, on one hand, a severe takedown of gangsterisms and, and all these like kind of one dimensional characters that hip hop industry was selling because it was easy. It was easy money for them. But what I love about it as well, it does have social commentary. It does have a bit more insight. And above all, it has wordplay, wordplay, which is just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, I remember hearing this and Ma- I fell in love with Master Ace at this time. And um, this, I'd heard this after Long Hot Summer. So, Long Hot Summer was my, and it's so different to see the artist grow from that to that. But the context being that, I think that um, you have to have that in it. And then you see why he's angry and why they've attacked it like an angry piece of work. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. yeah, that's that's my take on the angle. Yeah, totally. The I mean, cause, and obviously, you know, um, Master Ace chilled out, chills out over the years. And like like the um, Son of Yvonne album, like I've, I've just rinsed that just front to front to back over and over, just all of it. Just, you know, the mm. the love of your mum, the love of your mates, the, the stuff that he has across that album. Master Ace started talking about this kind of 
where his anger came from and his anger at why is my culture being portrayed just this way to sell. And um, imagine me and you hearing this, we'd have reacted exactly the same way because we were like that. We were heads like that. And he said he was listening to two rappers. He didn't name them. And they were on Stretch and Bob, I think, right? Hmm. And uh, I think it was like they went, they played their old track. Stretch and Bob played a track. And they were like, oh, this is one of your old tracks. And it was a very lovey-dovey, um, Master Race calls it quite corny track, right? Uh, then they flipped to the guys. Uh, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's two years ago. That's a year ago. That's not us anymore. Uh, and then they dropped one of their famous, you know, freestyles on Bob and Stretch and Bob. And it's just ridiculous how brazen it was because you've just played a lovey-dovey track, right? And then these guys started talking about guns and gats and AKs and how big their fucking wallets were and all that. And, and Master Race was listening to this live on radio and he was like, this is fucking ridiculous. You've <laughs> just got... And that's what we'd have done, I feel. I think we'd have seen through that and have been like, what the fuck are you doing? I know like it was the wild west and the rules weren't written. So these guys probably didn't know that it was such a big left-hand turn, but uh, you can see if it's selling, people are going to do it. So yeah. I would say late, uh, late models, late model sedan is one of them tracks that we talk about hidden gems as well. Don't we? Right. And most yeah. rewindables. The problem with the hidden gem album review is all of these are hidden gems. Like that's the problem. So my hidden gem column is massive, but late model sedan is that it has that. Um, he's what, what he does with that track. And what you've just said is with one track, he's showing you all this gangster rap. You love. If you just peel away a few layers, it becomes utterly more complex and more mesmerizing and engaging to listen to yeah. because at that point you are like oh i'm not just hearing about the other guy you've killed i'm hearing about why you killed him who he was um and why this one why it's a never-ending cycle seemingly yeah. never-ending cycle i mean this is so it, late model mm. sedan it's also got the it's got like, the boys in the hood kind of element to it you know yes. the kind of yes i had um, that written down ricky yes. getting shot by a guy mm. in the back with a shotgun you know that and that's got the reference at the end of the track and it's yeah but also like like the beat is happier than the subject like the beat is it's a, it's yeah a, it's, a, it's a it's a funky beat it's, it is it's a beat you put mm. on and maybe you won't pay attention to the lyrics and just enjoy that enjoy the music but then you kind of tune into what he's saying and it's like, oh fuck, that's actually quite serious. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that is the, it, although a lot of the beats are quite dark, he has some funk and like some, mm. some bottom end shit on this, which is just unreal. But yeah, and you're right. And I think the, what the fact that if you're taking the gangsterisms of top selling, the cartoonish, you know, it's such a cartoon. If you think about 93, 94, like, literal cartoons on Doggy Style's album cover, but it feels such a cartoonish time that everything was so hyper what it was, but he takes that and just pulls it down and grounds it in reality. And that's quite a hard thing to do. And I don't even know if anyone wanted to do it back then, but he wanted to do it because he cared so much about the culture and the music, I suppose, mm. and his own people, obviously, as well. Um, and it really reminds me of the roots of that kind of yeah, yeah, we can talk about all the plus shit and all the other shit, but let's ground it in reality and give it utterly more dimensions. It reminds me of Good Kid, Bad City. Like, Kendrick did that. Like, he took all that, you know, DJ quickness you know of what West Coast is and then ground it down and and just sort of said, um, no, this is the reality of what happens. But the bars you said there about Boys in the Hood, and I've got them bars, but some of the hottest bars in this album, there's so many. His on-beat, off-beat flow, you can see why Eminem puts him so highly and mm. um 
and why he wrote for people like Will Smith and stuff like that. Like Master Race came on the pod, so do go check that episode out. He talks about all of that, and he was talking about how M. You're talking about putting it in your ride. He say him and D12 members of D12 would be riding around Detroit, playing this over and over, and he go the tape would pop, and they just go and get another tape. And he said they just got several several tapes and M obviously becoming M has yeah. talked to Master Race about this and said to him Slaughterhouse was my like my go-to and I love the fact he wears the Slaughterhouse tees when he's touring and it's like good like you yeah. people need to know about this and um, yeah. absolutely and the bars on this where he's um, how many kids get shot talking that throw you up your hand shit and fight like a man but don't get to land shit and you're like yeah fuck like fighting like a man was it's like Boys in the Hood like you said you know that whole mm we can scrap but now everyone's got a fucking gun uh yeah absolutely it's very much in line with that i'll put it up with boys in the hood in state of like, like that kind of thing uh hidden gems mate i can't believe it yeah. took us this long we're 40 minutes in we haven't yeah. got into uh the title track slaughterhouse i used to talk to you about slaughterhouse right slaughterhouse right this fucking journey from parodying gangster rap to the point, like the parodies, so the guys are called, what are they fucking called now? Ah, oh, Ignorant MC and someone else. I can't remember what the other guy's called. But he's 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 parodying these people, these hardcore rap people. Yeah. And they're talking about having, they're in a, the video's great. They're in a meat factory. What We we need more hip hop in meat factory videos, I feel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should and, have only them. <laughs> right and should have only them uh, and they're not just parodying the gangster trope of like i've got a chainsaw in my holster which is a line i always loved like fuck that he's not even got like a gun or a sword it's a fucking chainsaw he's got and yeah. um, um, we're fucking even the first line is like we're fucking kill anyone we'll kill anything and it's so extreme but the fact let's not sleep on the fact that they sample stuff like funky worm uh more bounce to the ounce so it has that G-Funk, we're taking G-Funk down as well a little bit a notch or two because yeah. you're sampling shit that you always sample, you know, Funky Worm. You're always sampling Funky Worm or, you know, James Brown stuff like the drummer, Gimme Drummer stuff, like, stuff like that. But um, the way they take the piss out of that on that on that track and then that middle bit with Paula Perry and him like, deaf to the whack MCs, <laughs> deaf to the whack MCs, that comes in and the fucking brutal, brutal, beat switch i just love beat switches and you know i do and i do think maybe for patrons we need to do a beat switch playlist you know i'm, I'm yeah. working on a flute and xylophone one i don't know if a beat switch one has to happen but hit me up with your favorite beat switches crate 808.gmail.com yeah but that could be that could be a, that that could be a good beat playlist. switch and slaughterhouse yeah slaughterhouse beat switch <laughs> unbelievable a hidden gem which is also most rewindable which i also think has aged the best uh, crazy drunken style. Now, ah, oh, finally, I've been waiting for this moment to have my beer yeah. <laughs> to get his beer out. Finally, finally, uh, I love this track, right? So much so because I find it's so weird. It's it, the rest of the album. It, although there is you know weird moments to it and, and you know transitions and stuff, this is the standout weird moment of the album for me. Is crazy drunken style. Because in terms of production, it's so odd. It's teetering on being offbeat and shit. Like, this is this could be really shit, but it's actually really brilliant. And the <clears throat> what I love about it is it would 100% work today. It would 100% work today. Yeah, yeah. Because underground rap, there's this weirdness to people like Fatboy Sharif. And, and I think something like this is something that 
makes you think a bit differently about what you can write. It's hard to rhyme on as well, I bet. But I can. I had non-90s rappers on this album and I had Jay Hus Kingpin on this. Jay Hus Kingpin on this or Fatboy Shreve, someone like that, that does it, who doesn't, you know, who's willing to career off a little bit. I, I, I love this track for that. Well, there you go. Master Ace Incorporated, Slaughterhouse. Go out there now and bump that. And Disposable Arts and Long Hot Summer. Just check out Master Ace's catalogue generally because the man is a legend and deserves more love. And he's been on the pod. So go check out crate808.com if you want to find the episode. And yes, patreon.com slash crate808. Subscribe to this as well. Tell your friends, review it. Uh, Spotify, go on there, give it five out of five if you think it's right. I hope you do. I hope you do after all this. But yes, big up. Catch you soon, and yeah, we'll see you on the flip side. Boom. <laughs>